0: Have you been involved with a narcissist, religious organization, church, anything like that in the religious field that you found was toxic, that you felt was actually pushing an agenda, that you was focusing on a certain aspect, and you realize now looking back that you were actually involved in different types of abuse, but stamped on top was the label Christianity, Uh, religion, uh, different aspects of being a believer or whatever religion it falls under. We see a lot of times there being toxicity that happens in the church, in religious organizations, and that ends up being really prevalent in a lot of big churches and big organizations. Okay. So that's because narcissism is everywhere. Narcissism we see in all aspects, in all ways of life. You see it in the business owners, you see it in the churches, you see it in uh, schools and education, you see it in the in the co-worker place, you see it in the work environment, you see it in the family dynamic, you see narcissism everywhere. The thing with narcissism is it's a hot topic right now. Like It's something that people are like, we see it too much, we hear about it too much, there's so much of it on the rise. It's been on the rise for a while, uh, but people haven't acknowledged it or noticed it. And now that people are noticing it, we're starting to realize that we've actually run into more of a epidemic of it. Uh- Of there being more and more narcissists. And this kind of stems back to the the family system breaking down, uh, broken homes, not having like parents to actually help lead their kids or healthy father figures to actually show up as men in relationships. And as a result, there's been this perpetuation of generations and generations that are going to continue to split and kind of fall aside because there's not this structure. There's not a way for the kids to actually start to process healthy emotions, to actually work through the guilt and the shame that they feel. So it's only going to produce more and more narcissists until we actually help bring this awareness into everyday life and helping people see where it is, what it is, and how to combat it. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-Day Clarity Challenge. You can access at claritychallenge.net. If you're watching this and you're like, wait a second, you're a narcissist. Why should I believe anything you say? Check out escapetoxicity.com. It's our seven-day challenge for $7. It's an option for you to get involved with community and be able to watch over 35 videos going in depth about how we actually teach, how we actually work people through the process to understand narcissistic abuse, reactive abuse, the guilt and the shame that you feel, how to start boundaries, and also the trauma bond. It walks you through a foundational aspect and an overview, but also gives you daily assignment to help you move forward. You can check that out. If you like what you like there, then work with us more. If you don't, then... Great. Uh, just let us know. Okay. Anyways, diving in, I want to talk about Toxic Christianity. This is part two. Uh, the first one I did, and we're going to do some more, but the first one I did talking about Toxic Christianity, and I read a story and kind of went through this whole thing inside the book When narcissism Comes to Church uh, by Chuck DeGroat. And so, like, that's a great book for you to be able to look at. Uh, it's really interesting of how it's laid out, and we're going to bring more content from that. But I wanted to highlight just a couple things inside Toxic Christianity. First one that you're going to see, and we're going to use these interchangeably from relationships to also like religious and church organizations, just like the person that's showing up, how they're actually showing up. First one, spiritual superiority. Okay, narcissism can manifest in Christianity through this aspect of like, I'm better than everyone else. We already see that in narcissism, but then you're gonna see this in this aspect of spiritual spirit superiority and like self-righteousness. Like I'm better and like I do more good things. I, I work harder, I serve harder, I do all these aspects. And it might might show up in different ways. It might show up in the covert side of them serving in like a religious organization and everybody's like, oh my gosh, they are so amazing. And then they're abusive at home. Uh, like it could be that they're they're doing that in the religious organization and then they're lording their experience over other people, like saying like, oh, I am better. Now, they might not be coming out and say like, hey, I'm better, like bow on and serve me. But they're giving the impression of like how they're actually keeping people in control because of how superior they are. Like you might see this where like I'm more spiritually advanced than you or like a lot of times people hear like the holier than thou, like kind of kind of idea of like, well, I'm better because of that. And this piece of it is this perceived superiority of like, let me look, let me act, let me show up in a certain way that puts me as the dominant person, that puts me better than you, which is perfect for a lot of narcissists because a lot of narcissists like already want that, the grandiose sense of self, like I'm already better. I thought I was better than everybody. Like I didn't really think there's people better than me of how I showed up, of how I acted, of how I interacted, all these things, I thought I was the best person. Now, when it came to spirituality, not as much, but I was like, I knew what I needed to know to at least appear that way or to seem like I was superior to other people. So the people would be like, wow, like that's so amazing. Now, some of you probably don't know, but even from my college days, like I went to actually churches and I preached. Yeah, like not, not so great look, looking back now, but there's times that I would show up in a certain way, giving people like spiritual advice, giving people these this ideas, these thoughts when I wasn't living that. Uh, it really came out really prevalent in one of the affairs that I had, because while I was in that affair, I was also giving advice to my boss whose wife was having an affair, and like I was like walking through like different things of like, hey, this is what's going on. I was giving like marriage advice. Uh, I was talking to him about different aspects of it while I was doing the same thing. Like talk about being hypocritical. That's a huge aspect that you see in churches, religious organizations, spirituality of people being extremely, extremely hypocritical, okay? Now, you might see this as a leader in a religious organization, having some exclusive access to divine guidance or or being able to manipulate and exploit other followers that are actually there, which kind of leads me into point number two, okay? Point number two is exp- exploitation, I cannot talk today so just bear with me okay exploitation of followers trust trust is a huge piece that you see that gets manipulated in narcissism and narcissistic abuse narcissism manipulating your trust your naivety your, like your aspect of love and care and sympathy manipulating it to get what they want you see this in religious organizations of being able to exploit trust, and vulnerability of the people that follow them and a lot of times for personal gain. Now, this could be personal gain of how big their church is or what it looks like or how much money they have. And this will be like where they get people to give financial contributions like performing unpaid labor, surrendering personal autonomy, like getting to the place of saying like, hey, like I need this and it take away that trust. Okay, so a lot of times you're going to see different aspects in the spirituality of like, let me try to get to a place where I look superior and where you start to give me trust. As you start to give me trust, I can start to pull out from you the things that I actually want, the things that are going to help me get the things that I want in whatever aspect I'm like. Okay, um, like. A lot of times it can go really deep. Uh, like it can go into very deep emotional and psychological levels that give you a big hold that, like, kind of lock you in almost like trauma bond in one sense to that organization, uh, to that religion. And a lot of times, it will like keep you very tight by using religious language to exploit you to get you into the place where you're like, Oh, okay, like I should give this, I should do this. Okay. Um, th- think of it this way like, sometimes you'll see it of a narcissistic leader being like, Donate these big lumps of some under the guise of blessings, seed planting, uh, while using the funds for personal gain. Like not actually having this this vulnerability of what's actually happening, what you're actually seeing underneath the surface. Now, not everybody does that. I'm just using this as an example of toxic Christianity because that's what we're talking about today. Okay. Number three. This one's a little bit interesting. Suppression of dissent and individuality. It's kind of like how I phrased it. Narcissistic leaders oftentimes demand your unwavering loyalty. Like you need to get to the place that you are loyal and serve them. So much less like you'd see in biblical days or stuff like that of serving a leader, a ruler. Like that's kind of the idea. Like you need to be loyal to me. And so many times the focus gets on to conforming to the religious practice, the, the pastor, the person's leading, then actually having a connection with God or with the spiritual force that the religious organization is talking about. And so it's oftentimes discouraging, independent questioning, independent thinking, like you have to conform to this, you have to live this way, and that's it. Like you, you don't really have the option of thinking something different than me, of changing your mind, of going in a different direction. It has to be this way. And a lot of times you'll see this where the environment that gets built in the church and the religious organization gets to the place where like other people's voices are like, I'm not sure if we should do that, get silenced uh, or get marginalized of so like you don't actually count. And as a result, it slows down any type of healthy discussions, any type of critical thinking, and ultimately lets the other person be in a place of power that lets them do whatever they want. And so you're going to see this happen multiple times in a toxic environment, toxic Christianity. A lot of times this will lead to pieces of fear and control, like where you're discouraged of even challenging the other person's authority or questioning like the teaching that might be there. You're supposed to take it hook, line, and sinker. It doesn't really matter. You're just supposed to believe what's being said versus actually questioning critical thinking, thinking through it, having discussion. And as a result, you start to get to a place where you can only grow so much. You get to a certain place where your personal growth, your spiritual growth is kind of capped because you're being limited by that other person saying, nope, you have to conform to this. You have to fit under this mold, this regulation, this idea. All right, so you need to understand that like toxic Christianity is prevalent everywhere, just like narcissism is prevalent everywhere. There's not one certain religion. There's not one certain type out there that has it. But a lot of people have narcissism in any context out there. Okay, So we're not trying to just hone in on one thing. You might be like, you're only attacking Christians. Well, yeah, there's a piece of it I am because I'm also a Christian. I also know God. And part of it really pisses me off when I go to a church and I see a bunch of lies. I see a bunch of watered down crap that actually doesn't have anything to do with a connection To God, but just conformity to a system, to a religious belief, to make everybody else there look and feel better, actually, than actually showing up and changing and growing and developing themselves. that's why I get passionate about it. But we'll have more about this later and we'll see how you guys like it. If you guys want to work with me one-on-one, you can go to rawmotivation.com. Would love to interact with you there. If you're like, hey, I don't know, where do I start? Escapetoxics.com is our seven-day challenge for $7. Start off there. Just step-by-step going through it. See if you like our teaching, our style of actually communicating information. Once you graduate from there, you can move into the Clarity Challenge. Graduate from there, you can move into Thriver. The whole goal is we're taking you on a healing journey to help you move forward into growth into a growth mindset that never caps out, but you continue to grow and develop you for you, not for anybody else, but for your growth, for your development. If you like what we see so far, like, and subscribe. We'd love to have you guys a part of the channel, and we'll see you guys next time.